Hello, and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you for joining us today. Now, you have an amazing story. I, I love how you are someone who has real-world experience with what it's like to build a business, to sell a business, and then transition into another business. I know that there's so many people who are going to take so much value from your expertise and wisdom today. So I would love to start off just about hearing how you started and uh, why you started. Yeah. So I started my baking business in 2015. I never had any baking experience prior that was professional up until then. And it was just kind of on a whim. And I just decided that it was just something I wanted to do. I saw a chef making donuts on the Food Network. And I thought, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that you could make donuts that were baked. And so it just gave me this idea. And I'm like, what if I could make them vegan? That would be so cool. And so I basically just taught myself how to make them and came up with some recipes. And my poor husband had to try a lot of bad batter (laughs) and basically uh, (laughs) decided that I was just going to sell them. And everybody thought I was crazy because I had no professional baking experience other than marketing. That was my only experience. And yeah, I just decided to just go for it. I love it. That is so great. And so how long did it take you to get traction? You know, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are just starting out listen to this podcast. And so especially right now with COVID and all the different transitions, and they feel like they're starting and then stopping and then starting and then stopping. And sometimes it feels like it's taking forever. So uh, light at the end of the tunnel, how long until you were able to see that light at the end of the tunnel? Oh my gosh. It Well, it took me like six months to come up with the recipe. And then just to even convince myself that I could sell them, that took some time. And then I had some friends and family try them and they're like, oh my gosh, you should totally sell them. And then It probably, I mean, to really like get going and to really figure it out, it probably took me a year. Yeah. And no, that wasn't a profitable year. My first year, I didn't make anything. And then I would say my second year is when I really started to gain traction. I kind of went from just being a home baker into being wholesale. So I was selling my donuts to coffee shops and restaurants and grocery stores. Oh, nice. And so I know one question that that I've seen a lot are people who do have kind of the the brick and mortar and sell a physical product and thinking about transitioning into selling their business and starting over or doing something different from your story. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm assuming that you didn't go into this business and this line of work wanting to sell it and make a profit, uh, correct? Yeah, I, I mean, I had big dreams. I knew that my donuts were good and I knew that they were going to be popular and I knew that it was going to be a thing. I did a lot of research beforehand and I found out that vegan donuts were a thing in different cities like Chicago and LA and New York and San Francisco. And so I knew it was just a matter of time before they were going to be big in Northern Colorado. And so I had all these dreams of like, my business is going to be huge and I'm going to blow up. But no, I never expected that I would sell. Never. It never crossed my mind. 
And so were there any special things that you had to do to, to transition to go from, I'm going to make this really big and then deciding, okay, it should probably sell this. Are there things that you had to change or was it, because I'm assuming a lot of it was reliant on you, that transition, because I, I know that that's a, a scary thought for a lot of business owners. I know a lot of uh, brick and mortar this, these last couple of years, I thought maybe I should sell this, but don't know the first thing about what they need to do in order to be able to do that. You know what, as far as advice on that goes, I don't have any great advice because it happened so fast and it was so unexpected. To be honest, I was growing so fast. I was growing to the point of I needed to start doing distribution. I needed to start thinking about really growing and finally getting a loan or do I get my own kitchen? I didn't have a brick and mortar. I was working out of a shared commercial kitchen at the time. And so I had all these decisions I had to make. And honestly, I was not ready. I was in a place of growth that happened so fast in four years that I wasn't prepared to think about the whole selling process and how that works and how you find a buyer. It just happened. I was so busy and it was so incredibly insane that I had a conversation with one of my wholesale customers who loved my donuts. He already knew my donuts and it just kind of went into this, Hey, have you thought about selling? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I oh, mean, it, it was something that I never considered, <laughs> but over, a, you know, several conversations, we decided like, yeah, I'm going to do this. He had a vegan restaurant at the time. It was like, such a good fit. I think that's something that is really important to consider is when you do go to sell, like, is it a good fit? Do they understand your product? Because I had some people who wanted to buy me out before, like, I think it was year three, but they wanted to change the recipe. They didn't want them vegan. They didn't want them gluten-free and they wanted them fried. And I was like, no, that is not, that's none of what I do. That's not in the integrity of my company. So it's really important to look for somebody who, who wants to maintain the quality and the, your, not necessarily your mission, but just the overall structure of what you work so hard to build. Right. And it's so great that that happened organically. I mean, just building such a good relationship that you're able to to make that transition smooth. And so then you had another transition of after you sold the business to now we're going to, did you have that moment of what, what am I going to do? Or did you know exactly what you wanted to do after you were done? Yeah, no. I mean, I was so busy for so long that I was just still ready to be busy, but I was actually suffering from burnout. So it was really important for me to take a step back and actually learn how to be real in real life and not work 24 seven and really take some time to myself. So for the first, like I tried to start right back into it and I'm like, I'm going to teach people what I did, but I think just in retrospect, that was such a bad idea because I really did need to take care of myself and I really did need to figure out what my next step was. And so I took some time off and then I was totally lost. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, how do you top that? How do you, you know, when you're, when you do a business for yourself and it does well and it's unexpected that it's going to do as well as it did. Yeah. I had no, what I was, I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no clue. Wow. And so how long from that time of, of you selling the business to, to starting the new one did that 
how long of a period did you take? Yeah, it probably took me a couple of years to figure it out because I was like, okay, well, now I think I'm going to be, I know I want to be a coach. I know I want to help people. So I was a life purpose coach at first. And I thought that was really awesome. And it was great to show people their purpose, but it always kind of came back down to, you know what, I built this business and, you know, you should have self-confidence and anybody can live their dream and all that kind of stuff. And it always came back to my business. And I'm like, why am I not just teaching people to do what I did? Right. Why am I not just going back to my roots and, and helping people start like I did find the the strength within themselves to go out and try something. I love that because that I think sometimes we don't talk about that enough. I'm, I mean, even for myself, I had started some brick and mortar businesses when I was a lot younger and it took me years before we started this business and started doing the, the marketing business. And, and before that, I also had one that I wanted to help people. I knew that. So I decided to go into like a, just a, a general strategy coaching type of consultant type thing. And it, it kept coming back down to, well, how do you get in front of the right people when you're starting your business, which is what morphed into this, into marketing now and helping people with their marketing. And so it's funny to see the parallels in that, where we just have a heart to want to help people. And then it, you kind of have to, like what we talk about is action breeds clarity. You kind of got to it keeps coming back to something, you see the patterns and then and then finally take off on that. And so you know a lot about marketing as well. So when you're basically essentially rebranding, right? Because everybody knows you for this one thing, building something different, what were some of the things and some tips for people who are who are doing that right now, transitioning from one thing to another thing in putting themselves out there, the marketing aspect of it, the rebuilding a brand, any tips for, for people who are going through that transition right now? Gosh, that's a really good question. I just kind of reinvented myself each time. I started out with my business website, right? And then that, or my Instagram or whatever, and that went away with the business itself. So then I had to start over. So I kind of just told my customers and my followers, hey, by the way, now that I've sold my business, I'm going to try this. And so I had a bunch of people follow me over and some people didn't, but for the most part, I had a really good core a customer base and a lot of them followed me over and then I switched again and then some of them followed me over and then I switched again <laughs> and some of them followed me over but it's all about just for me it's all about just reinventing I don't have a process I don't have the right way to do anything I just do what's in my heart and I do what I'm happy doing, which is helping people and if it happens to take a couple of different iterations then that's what it takes, right? I mean, you had the same kind of experience, just kind of reinventing yourself and then going back to what you know. I mean, it just it just takes a little bit. It takes a little time. So that's awesome. And so with your coaching now, tell us a little bit about that, about your client and how you help them and who is your I, you know, your ideal client. Yeah, I help new business bakers, I guess home bakers start their businesses. So some of them haven't even started. Some of them have started, but they're having issues. And I think it all comes down to a couple of different things that I see and that I found in my own business. A lot of people, when they start out baking, 
they want to bake everything under the sun. And I really recommend to just niche down, pick one thing, base it on, you know, your research and what's popular at the time or base it on what your customers like, but don't overwhelm yourself with a whole bunch of different things. And I basically teach them that and then just how to grow without being completely overwhelmed and suffering from burnout, because that's a really common thing. I was burned out. And I think it's really important to kind of know your limit, not say yes to every single order that comes in and just really simplify as much as possible. That's my big thing. That's great advice. I I love that because we talk about that too. If you're just starting out, one of my biggest tips for a lot of my clients are, are, you know, sell one thing for one price to one person. Like you can do that until you're steady and you have a steady amount of income. Then you can start adding later layers because uh, I know, especially for myself as an entrepreneur, I have to remember that myself because it's easy to go, oh, I want to go do this. I want to go. We have a lot of ideas and want to help so many people. And someone comes in front of us and we're like, oh, I can help and I can help and I can help. And it's easy to get that scatter brain and, and become overwhelmed. And so dealing with that, <laughs> that overwhelm and, and working so much and doing so much, what are some things now that you would advise people like me, business owners, to make sure that we don't overwork ourselves and don't kind of get that burnout? Because it is really easy to, like they say, you stop your nine to five so you can work 24-7, right? Is that... It's so true. I mean, you run your own, you start your own business because you don't want to work for the man anymore. And you don't want to work on the hours that you don't want to work. But when you work for yourself, you're working all the time. I mean, I was working in the kitchen. Then I was working on social media while my stuff was baking. You're working. I mean, you're the salesperson. You're the baker. You're the, you, you do it all, right? I think my fault was that I didn't ask for help. I saw that as a weakness. I saw that as I should be able to do this on my own. I should be able to handle all of this by myself. I made all the decisions. I had no support when I first started. Nobody believed in me. And so I was kind of used to that uh, mentality of just like, whatever, I'll just figure it out. But that's pretty much the worst thing you can do because you're going to burn yourself out like that. And that's what happened to me. I just tried to do everything myself. I mean, I had never done any of it. I had never had my own business. and being the CEO and the salesperson and the baker and all of that has just been, it's just really overwhelming. So asking for help is pretty much the biggest thing that you can do to avoid burnout. I love that. It took me maybe like three or four iterations and businesses that I started before I realized, hey, I need to build a team like as fast as I can. And then of course that has its own things, right? You need to be very clear with your team about what they're doing and all that stuff. So all that fun stuff that comes into it. But I, I love it because uh, that asking for help really was a key to being able to scale something successfully. That is a great tip. And so having done all of the seats, right? The salesperson, the CEO, all of that. A lot of times they say like, you should hire people that are your weakness. And I definitely should have done that because I had so many weaknesses. <laughs> and I think it would have just been so much easier if I would have <laughs> had someone who cleaned up after I was done baking, or I had help with deciding all these really big decisions. If I should do distribution with like big trucks and have my stuff, like how am I going to transport it? Or am I going to do shipping? Or it just would have been nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of, or at least hire someone who could have helped me with that aspect for sure. That would have been really awesome. Right. 
And then with, you know, the distribution, did you go to these stores yourself and talk to the managers? So for some of the people who are trying to get their products and services into places, I, I know well, one of our listeners right now is actually in the process of getting some of his detail equipment into, you know, AutoZone and, and Walmart and Target and that type of thing. So how did you go about doing that? I think it's, I know we all have these big dreams and goals and pie in the sky ideas. And I think that's awesome. But I think you should start at a really molecular level, a really small level, and then grow from that. So, and I also think it's really important to do sales in a way that is consistent with your personality. So I am an introvert. I don't like huge networking events. So I'm not going to recommend for myself or any introvert that hates networking, I'm not going to recommend just go out and give somebody your business card. So what I did was I researched uh, the coffee shops that I wanted to be in. Uh, my donuts were really specific. They were kind of more on the expensive side. So I was looking for like a craft coffee, really, really specific environment um, where they could focus on my donuts and they would be easier for them to sell. And they also understood my product. And then I found out who the manager was and then I sent him an email. And it was basically, hey, do you want to meet? I am going to bring my donuts and you can try them and just try to set up a meeting. So that's what I did. And I would say like nine times out of 10, it worked because who doesn't want free samples of donuts, right? Wow. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that's true. <laughs> and I love that because that relational aspect of it, it seems like you just did that. Like, I, I don't want to do it this way, so I'm going to do it that way. And it was so organic, but it was exactly what we, what everybody wants, right? The actual personal connection. I love that. That is great. And I think some people underestimate how much, and especially in marketing, we overanalyze all of this stuff and get all these stats and do everything. And, and at the end of it, it's just a person's doing a business with a person. And so if you're just a real person, that goes a, a long way. I love that. So for our listeners, if they want to go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it's it, like I said, it's just really like something that works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for you. So like networking definitely doesn't work for me. I don't like it. So it's important to find something when you're trying to do the sales aspect of your company or whatever product you have or whatever service you have. It's important to find something that fits with your personality or you're just going to hate doing it. Right. No, and that's so true. And in fact, I literally just finished reading this book called, if I can remember what the name of it is, it is called Overcoming Awkward. And it's a, an amazing, it's an amazing book by an amazing lady. And uh, she's very, very introverted. And so her, her first couple of chapters are talking about that, about going into networking event, and she just hated it. She hates like crowds of people. So she's like, I had to find a different way to do this. And so the portion, one chapter on it about doing it differently, which is very similar to what you're talking about. So I, I love it being able to find it. And I think I was really surprised that there were so many people out there that were introverted, that were business owners, because I'm relatively introverted myself. And so it was refreshing to know that there was other people. I used to have a joke with one of my friends that said, as an adult, the only way that I knew how to make friends is if you were trapped in a box with me. If we worked at the same place or we were in the same school or we're in the same place, if you weren't trapped in a box with me, I didn't know how to make friends as an adult. So it took me a while. <laughs> But so, so for our listeners, if they want to get in touch with you and they want to learn more about what you do and how you can help them, how, how do they reach out? Yeah. So the best way to reach out um, or to find me is on Instagram. It's Jenny Rayher. It's J-E-N-N-I 
R-E-H-E-R, and it's all one word. And yeah, that's the best way. And guys, we will have that in the show notes. So you can just click and go straight to Jenny's Instagram. And like I say, I always really enjoy it when you guys reach out and tell me that a certain episode really resonated with you. And I know that my guests would love that too. So if you found any of these tips or anything helpful, I know Jenny would love to hear from you and know that you guys found these things helpful. So feel free to reach out. And guys, thank you so much for listening today. Jenny, thank you so much for your wisdom, for your tips, and for being a guest here today. So guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh Oldmost SR. That's J-O-S-H-O-L-M-O-S-S-R or LinkedIn, Joshua Oldmost or website, josholdmostsr.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional, impactful entrepreneur.